And welcome to episode four of the American Ladcast. It's myself, Cade Lawyer, with my good friend Nigel Cross. And check us out on Spotify and iTunes. We're also there now. Yeah, you can find us just by typing in the American Ladcast. Just capitalize each word of that, the American Ladcast. Spotify, iTunes Podcast, and also uh, YouTube. We're on all three of those platforms. And we're going to go ahead, dive in right into what we got here. Um, We're recording on July the 8th of 2020. We're recording about once a week, probably on Wednesdays is when it's going to both work out, when we both have off work. Anyway, episode four, uh, what we got starting out, Sané to Bayern Munich for $55 leaving Manchester City. Nigel, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it's a really good price for a player of that quality. Mm-hmm. I think this will definitely give Bayern Munich sort of like, I think it will set them up for years to come to be successful. Sort of recreate the Robin Ribery with him and Gnabry. You still have Kings of Coma for depth. So, I mean, right. I, it's a really good move that could possibly, I mean, they could possibly win the Champions League off of this. Right, and um, Nabry on that right-hand side. Who do you think is playing down like the middle as a 10 in that, uh, that Bayern Munich side? Uh, I mean, it's going to be an interesting summer with Thiago linked to Liverpool. But, I mean, if I had to choose one person, I would probably play him as a 10 in that formation. And I guess they could also do a 4-3-3. I mean, Kimmich can kind of play anywhere in that, that 6 or 8 or right back midfield. Yeah. That Bayern Munich team is going to be real good. Sané gives them a lot of different options and how they could line up as well. Now that I've kind of started thinking about that more. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think about City losing him, though? Do you think Do you think they'll just probably move on because they have a lot of resources, a lot of quality? Yeah, I think that's definitely something they're going to try to replace in the summer, but... I mean, even if they fail to replace him in the summer, they still have so much depth in that attack with Sterling, Mares, Bernardo Silva, mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. So, I mean, even then, they'd they still won't. be, like, one of the best teams in the Premier League. Yeah, they won't be too hurt. Yeah. But yeah. Bayern, Bayern are getting a good player for the money, especially in this modern-day market. $55 million, That's um. I think that's really good business because yeah, I think you got to think about like one of the biggest Fernando Torres to uh, Liverpool to Chelsea that was fifty million. Yeah, like, Sane is twenty four years old, fifty five million. That's a that's a good buy. Yeah, they sort of lucked out with that injury that he had. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the asking price like a hundred million, but because that knee injury that pretty much ended his whole season just about. Right. So, Definitely sort of lucked out with that, but I think it's going to pay off for him. It'll be worth the money. I agree. And um, I think the next topic we had uh, was uh, Hakimi from uh, Borussia Dortmund. That's on loan there from uh, Dortmund. I mean, not Dortmund. I'm sorry. From Real Madrid. Is that Dortmund on loan from Real Madrid? 40 million with 5 million in add-ons. So kind of expensive for for like a right back, but... I mean, pretty good player. Five goals and ten assists this season. That's yeah. Good showings in the Champions League, so it's looking like a pretty good signing so far. Yeah, I was just thinking about who Inter Milan kind of had in those positions. Uh, I know they have Ashley Young, Victor Moses. I think he 
He's not there. I think he might be there, but I don't know if they're going to sign him. They might just be. Yeah, because also, and you know, they're both getting older. They they were playing. They've been playing for a long time. Um, yeah, Hakimi. Oh, he is at Inter Milan. Victor Moses still. But yeah, they're both they're both on the other side of thirty now. Hakimi to Inter Milan. Yeah, makes sense. He could play as one of those wing backs in the three in the back. Um, I like him as a player going forward. I just think there's doubts to his ability playing at the back but he's still young and he can get better at that stuff but well yeah. you know it's not a, 40 million is a lot though i mean we're, yeah. we just talked about sane to Bayern for 55 million and thinking hakimi to enter for 40 million that's a lot of money yeah and they're about the same age crazy. Too. there's only like two yeah. years yeah because what did kyle walker go for like 50 million i think or something like that so it's like it's for his age, it's not too bad, but the transfer market is just so crazy nowadays that it's just something that clubs have to deal with. Right. And yeah, that's the inflation right. of the market. Yeah, yeah. Is, it's insane, dude. Yeah, City, uh, Kyle Walker, I'm not sure how much that was for, but yeah, that is a... Sane is proven at that level. Like, Hakimi's not bad, but, like, defensively. Yeah, I think he was PFA Player of the Year not too long ago. Sane was. was. Yeah, second yeah. season at City. Yeah, so, I, I mean, can see that. Yeah, only 24 years old, so he's got a lot of games ahead of him. I think the next topic we had was um, Brighton versus United. And also, while uh, we've had this break since the last time we recorded, they also played a – United also played a – Bournemouth and it equaled out I think it was 16 games unbeaten Nigel I'm not sure yeah I think it's 16 unbeaten now it might be counting Europa League as well but still pretty pretty good form to end the season when they're pushing for that Champions League spot yeah um I think there's a big progression since we've seen only take over um and I I mean the first 12 months were kind of, there were moments of highs and lows, but now we're starting to see, since Pogba's came back in, since Bruno's came into the team, uh, there's a lot more consistency going forward. There's less pressure on certain players to create. Yeah, I think they they found their best lineup so far with Pogba coming back and Greenwood just continuing that form. Greenwood on the right, Matic at uh, left defensive mid. And that doesn't mean that Fred doesn't have a role to play, per se, but I think that is their... What do you think? Do you think Matic is the best player to be at that six? Yeah, I think with the players that they have now, I think Matic, Pogba, and then for Bruno as that 10, I think that's a pretty good balance for what they have now. Rashford on the left, Martial up top. And then maybe look for someone younger and a bit more mobile to... Yeah. Matic and, and hold on to him for maybe like two or so years. And I was thinking about, like, uh, when I said Matic might be the best player to play there. It's going to be interesting to see what Fred does if he gets chances. Yeah, um, I don't almost forgot about Fred. I know, because he can play with both feet, and we started to see the maturity of him, especially in the past um, six months in England, like, kind of before coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. Like, throughout, like, the football talk, not the timeout. But um, there was a progression and a confidence in him. So... That would be interesting to see, too. 
um, if Fred could take that spot. But United, def oh, definitely a different team since. They got some decent depth in that midfield area, too. Still got mm -hmm. McTominay. And now. it's interesting to see what Paul Pogba can do when um, he's got the tools in front of him to utilize yeah. like his skill set. Um, some of those passes, man. Bruno, too. It's, I've seen some good stuff, but the rest of the Premier League, they're going to be ready, too. Yeah. So, uh, 16 games unbeaten, that's pretty impressive. I think what I had next was uh, the Ronaldo, uh, just pretty much his performance overall at the age he's at. I mean, I looked yeah. at something the other day. Four now, I want to say. 34. I think he's 35, and he... Yeah. 26. Yeah, tw 25 goals in, like, 26 games. Something crazy like that. Like, Zidane had retired at this age. Kaká had retired. Um, Ronaldinho didn't have a team. And, like, I was just kind of looking at, like, where yeah, other players Shabby were at. Xavi was in Qatar. Xavi was in Qatar. Yeah. He saw the same thing I saw. Pele was, like, playing for the Cosmos. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, um, I mean, there's, that just adds to the GOAT talk. Like, yeah. That adds to the good talk. That, it's it's tough, man. It's a toss up between him and Messi. Like yeah, you really can't and, get wrong with either. I'd say no. And imagine if you had him on the same team. I mean, it's those are the two best. Like I, we're I'm we're both lucky to have grown up like watching them both. Like I didn't realize how impossible it was going to be once. Yeah. Like and how long they were going to do it for? Because like 2010, they were 23, 24. Like yeah. Speaking of the GOAT talk, Messi with those 700 goal against Atletico Madrid. Yeah, man. Um, with the Panenka. That's something special. That's, that's GOAT stash right there. Yeah. I, I, it's, I can't even pick out one between the two because they're so different, and I like them both so much. Yeah, it's they're completely different, and they just both bring so much. Like You can't really go wrong picking either. Yeah, Ronaldo can be like a fucking he he can be like a, a spearhead to your attack and Messi like can be the creative player that links it all up and also gets on the end of it. There's just so much to like about both of them. Yeah, in terms intelligent of intelligent like, movement. Like yeah, like the movement. That's one thing they have in common. They're like yeah, they're both this, intelligent how, movement in like some different ways, yo. Yeah, they're they're both just playing a different game really. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's some real stuff. Because when you watch Ronaldo, when you watch Messi, they're playing a different game compared to other players. That's a really good way to put so, that. Yeah. Um. Let's see what we had next. Uh, so, Angel Gomez leaving Manchester United at the end of the season. Yeah, that was that was interesting. It's disappointing from like my point of view as a fan of Manchester United because. We never got to see what he could do with the first team, especially when he when he got his chances. He wasn't playing with like the first first team that, and that makes kind yeah. of a difference. He, like he got the chances that like a Greenwood has gotten. You, you could keep that. And and one of my uh, me and my buddy were talking about this the, last night. Um, he could have been a right footed Juan Mata. The the type of like skill set he had, the way he played, yeah, the way he, he saw the game, very good. Yeah. Team. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, "Dude, that's a really good opinion, man." Like, that's but true. um, been, yeah, he could have been a right-footed yeah. one, bro. Seriously, and um, you know, when he played, he didn't get a lot of opportunities with um, with with the first first team because you can yeah, you can keep that same ideology 
we're even if you're in the A team, B team, we're going to play the same way. I don't care who's in, who's out. But like at, at the same time, you don't have those same quality players around you. And that makes it kind of, you know. Yeah. Imagine if he had Paul. Imagine if he had Marcus. Imagine if he had Anthony around him, bro. He could have. I. You, we just don't know, though. He could have. We don't know. Like. Yeah, I think you could say that with Heath Chong, too, where it's like when they have been given chances, it's been very limited, like Europa League chances. Yeah. They never I, like, truly got the chance to play like in like a good first-team environment. I saw a lot of him at youth level, man, and I couldn't wait for his um his breakthrough. I saw him come on for Rooney, Rooney in like t- 2017, maybe. And it's just yeah. – it, it, it sucks that he hasn't um really been able to get a, a run – I, you know, look what happened to Paul Pogba. We, uh, a free to Juve. We bought yeah. him back for like over 100 You know, it's, you just I, I never know how football back. can work. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, and I hope he, I hope he gets a chance to play with some high-quality players in like a consistent run of games. Yeah. Never got that at you, Manchester United. Um, what do you have next, Nigel? We got Griezmann being left on the bench for... The two-two draw against Atletico Madrid. Yeah, that was that was tough to watch. I think he came on like the 90th minute, and there was only like five minutes of stoppage time. Mm-hmm. I think they even asked Diego Simeone about it. And he was just like speeches about the whole situation. So what was that? Um, what was that game that Antoine Griezmann scored the uh, equalizer in? Um, with that, that chip goal. Might have been Villarreal. Yeah, you're right. It was Villarreal. It was an equalizer. It was just a. I think that added on to their, to their dub. But um, yeah, that was just against Villarreal. I saw that the other day. But um, what do you think about Griezmann kind of being on the bench, playing in big games like that against his former team, where he made that big money move? Yeah, to be left on a big game, uh. I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of just falling apart under Setien. I think if you're going to pay that much for Griezmann, I think you should try and play him as a number nine. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, him being pushed out left, I think he's just out of position, and his impact on the game is just very limited in that position. Yeah, I think you have to either play him as, like, a second striker or just as your number nine, just let him work from there. I think he's got to be in the middle, too, because he's intelligent with his movement. He sees yeah. players around him when he gets the ball. He likes to create goals. When he's um, on the left, he's it's just such like a pedestrian out there. Like he doesn't seem like he really affects the game like in Ansu Fati does, who's like more naturally in that position. Yeah, and he's more dynamic with his movement. That's a good point. He is he yeah. is more pedestrian out there because he he feels more comfortable with the ball at his feet than making those kind of runs and stuff. He likes checking into the pockets. Yeah. yeah. It's tough to watch him at times. It Just has, man. You know, like and how I, good a player he is. I, uh-huh. It's, yeah, I, it's tough. I like them because Atletico is a, a team that I've uh, kind of admired a lot because of the uh, the camaraderie in terms of, like, they're not always going to keep the ball the whole game, but, like, they're so determined to get the win. Yeah. And, um, and, it, and like, the way that system was, he was able to kind of float and have the uh, – not so much responsibility going back and defending and whatnot. And uh, seeing him at Barcelona now where, like, the system doesn't play to his strength so much, uh, 
Yeah, it is hard to watch. It's hard to yeah. watch him be a pedestrian because I've seen some really good stuff from him. Yeah, Dead Belly was sort of similar too in that sense where it's like he came from that counterattacking system at Dortmund to mm -hmm. where he had to be like way more possession based and Barcelona trying to break team downs in their own half. Right. Yeah. You got to be more patient with your decision making and like it just it's a different type of decision making as well when you're playing yeah. like that. They just haven't quite found that chemistry with Messi as they had with players at their old club. And I mean, that's a topic we I don't uh we don't have that up here, but uh Messi leaving Barcelona, I mean Yeah. At 33 favorites. So, I mean, I've heard that well, there's there's no telling. I mean, that'd be crazy if you get Messi and Ronaldo on the same team. Yeah. I mean, Barcelona's getting older, and I've, I mean, a lot, probably a lot of Barcelona fans are thinking, like, the in terms of management and the recruitment, like, they're not thinking, like, necessar necessarily towards the future. Yeah. I don't know. They've always got that La Messiah Academy. I mean. Yeah. Like, the whole, all their best players are 30 nowadays. So, definitely got to start rebuilding for the future. Yeah. It's That's why the Arthur move just, just made no sense, really. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we had, uh, had next year. This was a hot take from you, man. You said Dominic uh, Calvert-Lewin to make the Euro 2021 squad. That's not a bad shout. Yeah, if he can get you 15 Premier League goals, I think he has a decent chance of making, like, as a third striker, but... Oh, yeah. Probably only starting, like, maybe one game. That's, yeah. It's not a bad uh, shot, though. Another him. name we had attached to that, I think he's he could definitely very well start for this team, Phil Foden. Yeah, um, definitely. Man, he just doesn't get all the opportunities to play, but... When David Silva leaves, I think he's starting every game next season. He's um Yeah, he's gonna be a problem. Yeah, that dude's a problem, <laughs> yo. That that but that boy can play with both feet. He's as soon as he's the ball's touching his foot for the past, he's already moving into where he wants to go. So like he is very hard to he's not fun to play against, especially when the ball's at his feet. Because he's gonna get it right back and do something again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like watching him play a lot. Uh, another player we had kind of attached to this um, Euro twenty twenty Euro twenty twenty one Greenwood, wasn't it? Greenwood. Yeah, that. yeah, man. I didn't expect him to to do everything he's doing. He's uh, he's looking really good. Yeah, and I only I only see him getting better from here. So next season, I mean, they could get Champions League too, so you could see him in the Champions League more. I didn't expect the natural talent with the instinctiveness. Those two, because in front of goal, he's just a finisher. He's finishing with both feet. Like, he's always on. He can be running. He could set himself. He just looks really composed for his age. He's only 18 years old. Yeah. So, he's impressed me a lot. What do you, uh, what do you have next, Nigel? We have the Jude Bellingham to Borussia Dortmund for twenty million. Yeah, and uh, when we when we were talking about this topic a couple of days ago, it was kind of more, is it happening? And now there's being a set number out. Um, looks like it's a done deal. Yeah. What do you, 
20 million for 17-year-old, I think he's only going to get better. I think he'll probably – I think he's taking the Jaden Sancho approach. Just right. pull out a doorman and then he'll have his pick of the team in England when he comes back. Because mm-hmm. I know Manchester United were linked to him as well, but still got a chance to sign him in the future. Oh, yeah. And um, I've seen a little bit of him. How would you describe him as a player, Nigel? I, like a, a dribbling kind of center midfielder that yeah, was smart. I could see him playing a deep line playmaker, sort of like a six, mm-hmm. protecting the back four and just distributing the ball. Good range of passing, good technical ability. Yeah, I haven't seen much of him, but what I did see was like his um his ability on the ball in terms of like turning and the awareness of when somebody was pressing him where to turn. Yeah, for someone so young to play. Someone so young, yeah. yeah. That's what I, I found kind of exciting about him. I haven't seen much of him play, but that's a player, I mean, you've seen him more than I have, and I think we're, we're probably going to hear more of him. He's, he's a talent. Another topic we had here, Liverpool uh, City 5-0, where the – was it 5-0 or 4-0? I think it might have been 4, maybe 4. Might have been 4. Not good at playing. Yeah, man. Um, Tough scenes all around. You surprised? Uh, when is it going to end, Robbie? <laughs> when is it going to end? What do you think about that? Um, that was that was a crazy game. I don't know, man. Liverpool, have, they've sort of fallen off, but you can't really blame because they already won the league, and that's really yeah. all they had to play for. So, yeah. I guess we should have. Ex- I would expect maybe 3 0, but not 4. And just like how it. I think it was like 3-0 within like the first like 30 minutes or so. Yeah. And I mean, like the way I thought about it when I was watching the game was like, you're going to tell yourself that game matters, but like at the, end of, at the end of the day, like you're over the line. And I mean, that doesn't, I don't, I think that scoreline should take nothing away from Liverpool as like what they've done this season. Yeah, they've already they already weren't going to be invincible. So like I could if if they were on track to be an invincible team and that scoreline happened, then like I think it would yeah. kind of be weighed a bit differently because yeah. they could have been just, on that potential of the next greatness. Yeah, but they, uh, they've already done what they came to do. Yeah, they already did what they came to do. They already they had the parade. It's it was a wrap. Yeah, I mean, but once again, City's going to be a good team next year. One, that was another game. Phil Foden's just. Yeah. Showing no mercy, bro. That kick. You got some the Danny Wilbeck bicycle kick. Who expected that? Man, that was uh That's I felt insane. like it was 2000, 2010 all over again. I didn't know what to think when I saw I that. that coming. I saw it sit up for him when I was watching the highlights uh last night. And he just hit off his shin pad, looped in right in the top <laughs> corner, man. I, I had a friend over. We couldn't believe what we just saw. Dude, if, I mean, if, if Danny Wilbeck stays fit, I think he gets you maybe like 10 goals a season, I'd say. Bro, it was a that, sick goal. I that shit blew my mind. I don't care like, if it hit his shin and, like, people are hating, bro. It was a sick goal. Like, he he yeah. did his thing. Crazy. A lot of time injured, bro. Good for him, but, like, well, that goal was crazy. Um, Just scenes I, all around. We, we had a topic here that we just were kind of talking about earlier. We're talking about the best players out of the top six in the Premier League. 
Um, if anybody disagrees with us, leave a comment, yeah, man. Let us Talk, know in the comments. Um, chat, chat that uh, you know what Jamie Vardy said. Get banged, you know, not like that. But actually, just we we were talking about the best player of the top six, like our opinion. Wilfred Zaha is a good uh good shout. Yeah, I mean. I can't think of anyone besides Wilfred Zaha that could just really just decide a game on his own. Yeah. Top six. And imagine if he had, like, the tools around him instead of, like, James yeah. MacArthur and you, Scott yeah. Dan and you put him with the players. Hey, bro, like, seriously, like. Dude, if he, if he stayed with Manchester United, there's there's no telling. I mean, him, Martial, Rashford together, that'd be crazy. And we all, uh, we saw that goal, uh. I think it was yesterday. I don't remember who Palace played against. It was um Chelsea, I wanna say. Was it Chelsea? It was Chelsea, yeah. Three to two yeah. Chelsea on that game. But uh yeah, he scored a great goal. That long shot against Keppa that um yeah, speaking of Keppa Speaking of Keppa, I had something the to worst say too. Signing in Premier League history for that amount of money. It's, he's, it's, he's gotta be honestly, up. Yeah, he's got to be up there, man, because what was the final price tag? 80 million euros? Yeah, it was something crazy, especially for a goalie. That's a lot of money, man, for just a goalkeeper. And not just that, bro. Like, he's somebody that, like, forget the bad performances. Like, he's kind of been so somewhat disruptive. Yeah, he, he really has. I've never seen anything like that where a goalkeeper get got refused to get taken off. Yeah, that's like... We'll probably never see anything like that again. And you know, the manager's gone now since then. Um, I don't know. It was yeah. kind of strange. Lampard had a word with them. Tell him if you ever do something like that. Old Frank. He's doing the right things there at Chelsea, I think. I think the um, the last topic we had, Nigel, uh, Juventus 2, AC Milan 4. Yeah, AC Milan with a comeback win. Yeah, Great. I was watching... A little bit of that earlier. Um, yeah. You saw the Rabiot goal, though. Yeah. Adrian Rabiot doing his best Messi impression. Yeah, he picked it up around half field and make the guy. Crazy. It was a good goal. Um, I didn't expect AC Milan to win that, honestly. Yeah, is this, is this signs to come? Is AC Milan on the come up? I mean, they do have some players, but I feel like I honestly don't even watch the Italian league to give an honest enough opinion because without Ibrahimovic, who's their who's their nine for AC Milan? That's true. They got a uh, names like Rebic. Yeah. Oh, he's the uh, front three. Is he Croatian? A, yeah, I think he's Croatian. He was part of that front three for Eintracht Frankfurt last season. With yeah, a, on, it's something with a name, right? Haller. Well, yeah. He, he hasn't had that good of a – he hasn't had, a, like, a good season, though. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they got some pieces there. They got Theo Hernandez, I think. The yeah, left back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They still got Donnarumma, too, I believe. So, they got some pieces, but you still got to get the right manager and put it all together and still sign some more players. Yeah, when we were young, man, AC Milan was a team like that was that was a scary team back in the day. Yeah, and it was cool when it came on TV because you had like Clarence Seedorf, Kaká, Pirlo, Catuso, Beckham, 
uh, Rapinho, Ronaldinho. Yeah. Like, it was a crazy team for that. Pato. Tiago Silva. Tiago Silva, man. Yeah. He's one of the best center backs in the Who world at that time. It was uh, Ambrosini. You remember that dude? Ambrosini. Marco Ambrosini. Yeah. He wore yeah. number 23, I believe. Yeah, he was like yeah. two, I think. Uh, yeah. Yo, you you hit a different part of my brain with that kind of nostalgia, <laughs> man. I yeah, I remember. So, you know, AC Milan were really good back then. Yeah, but uh, maybe it's the revival so of that team. I know a lot of AC Milan fans. Uh, they would like that. But yeah, Juventus is a huge superpower to overthrow. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. They're yeah. sort of in that Bayern Munich role where they just. They probably won it like it's just kill the Serie A every year. Yeah, it's it's just sad. It's, I mean, Inter are close to challenging them, but I still think they need a little bit more time. But they got the I right th- manager in Conte, I'd say. Yeah, and I I think that um, I think Inter is the second closest team to a challenging Juventus. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think AC Milan's on even Inter's level yet. Yeah, they got they got the pieces out there. Just gotta put it together for sure yeah man uh Nigel, i think i'm out of topics man what about you yeah i think we covered just about everything i think yeah it's wrapping up episode four yeah you saw you saw yes. that was uh, episode four man yes. um we do these things about once a week probably every wednesday it just depends when we get off work if anybody's even listen to this for yeah, him. For the three people, <laughs> yeah. like, we're, subscribe. We're right around, let's see, 29 minutes, 40 seconds. Turn uh, on the notification if you're into that. If yeah, not, if, if you subscribe to us on YouTube, turn on the, uh, the bell notification when you click on one of our videos so you can get notifications. Um, yeah, we, uh, we've seen some views on all of our platforms, so, like, we appreciate anybody that's Taking time out of the day just to go on. click on yeah, it. Yeah, go click back, on. good or bad. It's all appreciated. Still trying to get used to this. Got some yeah, what? Did they do that at your house, Nigel? I'm recording with some Apple headphones from iPhone 6. No, you got somebody with a chainsaw in the background, don't you? Yeah, the dude's like, he's cutting the bushes outside. Yo, I hear that. I was like, yo, yeah. that ain't at my house. This is in post production. That's what's up, bro. No, yeah. it, we'll, we'll include him, bro. He's doing. Yeah. He's got to go to work too. Just like, yep. actually watching us, cause I'm recording like a toaster, dude. Oh, bro. I, I mean, my laptop's alright, but um, yeah, man. That's that's uh episode four, yo. Once again, YouTube, iTunes podcast, Spotify podcast, the American Last Cast. Cap- capitalize all that. We're gonna say goodbye from my cat Phoenix right here, and um, uh, yeah, good. man. Nigel, nice to do this once again, bro. Yeah, episode four in the books, man. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. All right.